Politics is annoying. So I'm thinking about becoming a cooking podcast where I just talk about recipes. What do you think? But that's what's coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. All the podcasts I listen to are talking stuff related to politics, so I guess I'll do the same. So Benjamin Netanyahu is going to be back in power in Israel. They have coalition governments over there, so he had to partner up with the um, all the other right-wing parties. They got together and gave him the majority. And I think one of those parties is ultra-Orthodox, and they're going to want him to say that ultra-Orthodox schools don't have to teach like secular science type stuff. You can just teach religion. And I think, you know, what the three Abrahamic religions, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, I think that's how schools kind of always were. You know, for the past 2,000 years, what a school was, was they only had one book, right? The students didn't get their own books. There was one book. It was the Quran or the Bible or the Torah. And you just taught the students that stuff and whatever. If you really got the taught the Torah good, then you had a good education. I think I told a story previously, but a guy was visiting Nigeria, which has the half of it's like a Muslim country. And that part of the country is dirt poor. And so, but they do have schools. They have schools for the kids. And all it was is that they memorized uh, verses from the Quran. And I guess that is pretty good. I mean, if you can read the Quran, then you can probably read something else. Basically, you've learned to read. You've learned to read and write. So I guess I guess there is a point to just sticking with whatever, the one book. And so I'm sure the Jewish schools in Israel are way better than that. I'm sure they're teaching those kids phenomenally well, all about religion. But anyways, we'll see. I think Netanyahu has previously been in power and not allowed that kind of stuff. But he might have to allow that now. And the other group he partnered up with, uh, whatever. It's the group that likes Jews and doesn't like the Arabs. The Arab, you know, definitely not the Palestinians, which is kind of separate, but then the the Arab Israelis, which are, you know, the Palestinians who get to be citizens and vote. And apparently what they want to do is they want to be given control of the police. Like Israel, you know, you hear about the rockets going back and forth or whatever, but that's between the sectioned off Palestinian parts. But they also have kind of a constant, you know, Black Lives Matter style riot situation that just is never ending there with the um, Arabs. And apparently some group is fed up with that and they want control of the police so they can put the hammer down. And so America is about to have an election in six days. And Italy had an election, I don't know, a month or two ago. And Brazil just had an election. And then France had an election maybe five months ago. So basically... It's, uh, you know, it, it, there, there may be a right-wing shift amongst basically many countries, not just America. It's not just America, which may be about to vote Republican. It may be kind of a right-wing shift in many countries across the world. Now, France, the right-winger didn't win, but she came close. Like, they've never come close before, ever, and they came close this time. In Italy, the right-winger did win. And in Brazil, it came down to a 50-50 and the left-wing guy won. But the right-wing guy had been in power previously, and I think, I think you know, one of the reasons why there's a lot of right-wingers getting into power or almost getting into power across the world is people want change. So if you don't have a right-winger in power, you're probably about to get one. 
But if you already have one, you might get rid of them. Same thing's happening with governorships. I think New York, Arizona, Oregon, probably a bunch other. They're thinking about going right wing. They don't like how stuff's going. I think the Los Angeles mayor. And then Biden was, was in Florida giving speeches. And I guess he's, he's given a lot more speeches than he normally gives. Normally, you know, he stays in his basement, metaphorically, and sometimes literally. But he gave some speeches and just said some weird stuff. He said, like, his son died in Iraq. Now, his son, he, did, he does have a son who died, and that's a famous situation. And that son was an Iraq veteran, but he died in America years later of cancer. And he said he met the guy who invented insulin, but insulin was invented before Biden was born. I don't know. He said a bunch of just weird stuff. And so Biden is famous for doing gaffes, which is kind of saying stuff that you're not supposed to say. You know, you're a politician. You're supposed to lie, but you tell the truth. A lot of times is what it is. But just saying crazy stuff that didn't happen, um, I don't know. That Maybe this is a new thing. Maybe not. But it makes me wonder, like, you know, are, are we about to see... A president go down with dementia and so like you know we got one senator who had a, had a stroke and can't talk right biden may be coming down with dementia um trump is a crazy person you know he has narcissistic personality disorder it's a real thing look it up you'll see it fits trump exactly so it's going to be interesting because you know the election well the elections will be completely over let's just say in a month or two I mean, a lot of them are going to be really close, probably have recounts. Who knows how long it'll drag on. But in a month or two, it'll be all over. We'll see who won. And then that means right when that, you know, right, you know, the one second after that happens, um, the 2024 presidential campaign begins. Like my mom used to tell me a joke that's not funny, but she used to say, what is the shortest amount of time in the world? Answer, the time between... When a light goes from red to green, and the person behind you in New York honks. So, I'm sure you, dear listener, can remember when Trump was in office, and how there was just nothing but constant news articles, and people talking about Trump, and people still are talking about Trump quite a bit. But anyways, it's going to be nothing but Trump, Biden, Biden, Trump. I mean, two years, it's going to be off the chain. It's going to be Biden's son, Hunter, and... Trump's son, Donald Jr., and blah, blah. I might become a cooking podcast and just talk about recipes or something. And so the Supreme Court does not allow cameras, but they do allow audio versions of the court cases. And I never listened to one before, but whatever. I guess the case, the affirmative action case happened on Monday, and then, so on Tuesday, yesterday, uh, or whatever, Wednesday, anyways... Yesterday, I listened to some of the trans transcript, the people talking. And I've watched a number of court cases on YouTube, and they're very boring, and it's... Anyways, they're boring. Anyways, Supreme Court cases are nothing like that. A Supreme Court case, it's like a freaking podcast. Like, there's no, like, calling of witnesses, and you gotta wait while the witness gets up to the stand, and then the witness is sworn in. Like, there, it is absolutely non-stop. It's just like, you know, basically it is a podcast. It's a podcast where you have the nine justices, and they can speak anytime they want. And then there's the two sides, who each have a few lawyers each. And then the lawyer gets up there and he says, well, this is what I think, and this is the reason why. And the justices are like, oh, yeah, well, you think it's why because of that? But what if this happened? Would it still be true then? And 
the lawyer's like, well, yeah, if you did that because of this reason and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's just nonstop verbal sparring. It's pretty cool. I mean, I listened to a half hour of it, and after that, that was enough. I mean, it's not that entertaining, but I mean, a half hour, that's pretty good. In fact, if I can subscribe to it as a podcast, I think I would, although affirmative action is interesting, and I'm sure their other ones are boring. Yeah, and really why I listened to it for a half hour. So for the first half hour, it was the lawyer who's um, saying affirmative action is racial discrimination, and it should be gotten rid of. And everything he said was correct, and then I enjoyed it, and the... I will say, you know, that some of the conservative justices were playing devil's advocate and kind of really hammering him, making him really come up with good reasoning to support his, you know, what he wants. And then after a half hour, the other side guy came up. He's the guy who's like, yeah, yeah, we need to keep racial, you know, he didn't say it like this. We need to keep racial discrimination because we need more black people in colleges or something, whatever it was he was saying. But it was just like every, everything that came out of his mouth was, it wasn't, there was no hard-hitting truth. It was just, it was like, how can, basically when you're wrong. So, okay, first off, it's illegal to lie. It is illegal to lie in front of the Supreme Court. So the guy didn't lie. So he had to try and find ways. Basically, he wanted to lie and say, we're not discriminating against anyone. And even if we did, it would be a good thing. That's what he wants to say. But he can't quite say that, so you, it's just listening to him kind of trying to get around the truth from about 20 different directions, and the judge is just tearing him up. But I don't like, I don't like to listen to people saying stuff that is disingenuous. I mean, I want to say lies. I don't like to listen to lies. It's not, like I say, it's not exactly lies, but it's, it's, the, it's the legal, lawyerly version of lies. And that was why I didn't listen more than a half hour, because I, I couldn't take the guy. It's just like, that ain't right. I guess it wasn't. Instead of me going, that ain't true, that ain't true, and I turned it off, I was like, that ain't right, that ain't right, that ain't right, and I turned it off. But I had heard that Sonia Sotomayor, the Latina, female Latinx, whatever you want to call her, um, judge, was a dummy. I'd heard that, and so that was something that I wanted to kind of check for myself. And it's right, like all the other, just pretty much, I mean, some of them are better than others, but anyways, she was kind of the dummy. Like, you can't see it, so I just would listen to it. And if I'd, heard, if I'd hear a judge say something stupid, I'd be like, I wonder if that's Sotomayor. And then a lot of times the lawyer would be like, well, Justice Sotomayor, here's the actual facts. I mean, she was just saying stuff that wasn't true. It was, she was saying stuff that wasn't true. And like, at one point she's like, you know, the guy's like, well, you know, the admissions officers at North Carolina were saying we're going to do it based purely on race. And she's like, yeah, but that's only one person who's ever said that. And he's like, well, there was three people saying it just in that one conference call, judge. And then she kept confusing um, de facto and de jure. So I'll just give you a little vocab lesson here. I think de facto, most people have heard that. De facto basically means what is, you know, what is, what, you know, what is reality or what's happening in reality. Like maybe if you think of the movie Aladdin where the king is under the control of the wizard, Jafar. And so you might say, well, the king is, you know, in control of the country, but the de facto leader of the country is Jafar because he controls the king. And de jure means in law. So not in reality, but it means in law. And the example for that is so the one that Sotomayor kept messing up because she kept saying that 
segregation in, in America today was de jure, which would mean that the law says we must be segregated. But she went, but what she meant was, you know, you got black neighborhoods and white neighborhoods. You know, black people like to live with black people, white people like to live with white people, etc. You know, you got Chinatown. You know, that's de facto segregation because people just, whatever, go live with people who are like them. Anyways, but she kept calling that de jure segregation. And, you know, anyone can misspeak. I mean, I I could certainly do the same thing, but it was just kind of, I don't know. It was just it was just how frequently the stuff that came out of her mouth made her sound like a dummy. So, anyways, and she I think she has previously said that she's an affirmative action baby. Like, you know, at least as far as the Supreme... She's like, I wasn't the best person. I was chosen to be on the Supreme Court because I am a... Latino woman and so the answer is you do not get the best judge ever when you choose them based on their genitals and their race and let's look at uh, the word de jour um, just so it'll hopefully stick in people's heads a little better so I think it's I think it's French for the jury so it's like de instead of the and jure is j-u-r-e I think instead of jury so it's like the jury, it's de jour. And it kind of makes me feel like I'm a cool French person, you know, where you get to look down on English speakers when you're in France and you get a baguette and stuff like that. I just like saying it, de jour. And I bet they don't just say baguette. And I was watching Tucker Carlson on YouTube yesterday and he was talking about the pap. This is the guy who hit Nancy Pelosi's head in the ham head with a hammer. And I don't know, it's interesting, like, when this, when the whole thing came down the first day, I think they, the police, I think, you know, like, official people said stuff like there was a third person in the house, which turned out not to be true. I think they said that both of the men were in their underwear. I mean, I think, whatever, one guy was, it was 2.30 in the morning, and he was just sleeping in his boxers, so that's nothing weird. And the other guy is a nudist, but I think he wasn't actually in his underwear. I guess he had clothes on. And basically, there was just, there were several different things that, from the official account, sounded very strange, which later turned out to be not to be true. And so the mainstream media is saying that anyone who repeated those things was spreading disinformation. Like, I think Elon Musk, like, almost the first thing after, he bought Twitter, and then he uh, tweeted out a link to an article that talked about how they were both in their underwear or something. I haven't read the article to see if it says other stuff that's not true. I mean, basically, at the time, that was true. It was reported that they were both in their underwear. But now, I mean, basically, because people are lying sacks of fuck, um, people are, like, now saying that, saying the truth back then, now that we know that that wasn't true, with, you know, in hindsight, that that was spreading disinformation. So everyone's like, oh, Elon Musk spreading disinformation. And everyone else, like, you know, all the right-wing people were like, what's going on here? I heard he was, they're both in their underwear. That sounds strange, etc. And it's so like, okay, all the right-wing people who said, well, stuff that was, you know, according to the facts at the time, true, well, they were just spreading disinformation. And obviously no one, whatever. If you listen to, if you listen to the mainstream media, you're not going to go double-check. So I guess you're going to think people were spreading disinformation when they weren't. So that is literally disinformation. But so, that's what Tucker was talking about. I will say, Tucker started his, I want to say podcast, show with, he said a bunch of stuff that wasn't true. I almost turned him off. 
I mean, just kind of the way that everyone is like blaming anyone on the right who took the initial information and, you know, talked about it. That's spreading disinformation. Whatever. Tucker was like, this is all on the Democrats. And I forget how he worded it, but basically that stuff wasn't true. But you know what? I powered through that. That was only about the first minute of a 20-minute segment. And after that, he didn't say anything that was false. After that, he just reported, you know, here's here's who said this fact when, and then we and here's when we found out that you know here's here's when the, another police officer contradicted that fact. Blah blah. And so here's the conspiracy theory. I mean, Tucker didn't say it's true. I'm not saying it's true. I think it's not true. But it's kind of interesting. But basically, they're withholding information on this case like crazy. And, I mean, I mean that's a fact. That's not a conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory is that they're withholding all the facts about the case on purpose to try and get people to go out and say stuff, you know, to, to, to truly spread disinformation. It's like... Let's let everyone speculate. Let's let's people go off. Let people go off the rails and say that oh, it was a gay thing, even though you know maybe they know it's not a gay thing, but they're like you know let's not tell. Let's not show them the proof that it wasn't a gay thing. You know, two men in their underwear, and so we can just get all these right wingers to go off on the rails, and maybe we'll ban them from you know social media or whatever. But basically, we can do news segments that are the equivalent of ads for the Democrats. But they are withholding a lot of information. Like, there's a body cam. Like, the cops were there before the guy got hit in the head with the hammer. The cops show up. They go inside. The two men are there holding, struggling over the hammer. And then the younger guy hits Nancy Pelosi's husband in the head with the hammer. While the cop is standing there, and it's supposedly all on body cam. Which would very quickly show you. He's not wearing underwear. You know, what is he wearing? Leotard? I mean, we don't know. I mean, maybe Paul Pelosi is in tidy whities and not his boxers, and, you know, sometimes a ball will slip out. I don't know. And there's also a 911 call that they won't release where Paul Pelosi called the guy a friend. He's like, oh, his name is David, and he's my friend, but hey, could you come on over? Which is probably like that idea where you, you know, like a woman will, like, dial 911 because her husband's about to kill her, and then she'll pretend she's ordering a pizza. She's like... Hey, could you send, you know, or like, I'd like to order a blue and white pizza with, I don't know, blue and white was my idea for cops. That doesn't make sense. Anyways, you get the idea. Whatever toppings on a pizza would say, what I really need is a bunch of the cops to come in here and kick in the door and stop my husband from murdering me. And they're withholding the guy's criminal record and, I don't know, a bunch of others. A bunch of other stuff that, obviously, they don't have to give it up, but... A lot of times they do give it up to stop the speculation, but they're not doing it now. So now we got different speculation that they're withholding <laughs> the information to create speculation. So that's the conspiracy theory. I think I just convinced myself that it's true, but I don't know. And everyone's saying the guy's like a right-wing crazy person, or no. No, they're saying he's, a, he's just a normal right-wing person, and you know that's how evil right-wing people are. They're all going around hitting Nancy Pelosi's husband in the head with a hammer. You know, anyone who voted for Trump is just as evil as this guy. But apparently he's like a famous nudist in San Francisco. He lives, he's homeless. He lives in a school bus. Like the place where he lives is covered in like Black Lives Matter and LGBT flags and stuff like that. He's also an illegal immigrant from Canada. 
but apparently, and I, I don't, I wish I, I'd like to know more exactly how this is known, but somehow he became a QAnon right-wing person more recently. I mean, also, also his kids have accused him of molesting them, and I mean, whatever. The guy, <laughs> the guy's a real kook. But I don't know. So I, you know, I listen to mostly left-wing. Now I listen to both. I listen to Fox as well as the other ones, and so you, know, you listen to NPR. I mean, it's literally just advertisements for the Democratic Party. They're like, this, you know, so-and-so hits so-and-so with a hammer. And that shows you how the Republicans are evil. And there's an election coming up. And Republicans are spreading disinformation. And there's an election coming up. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy how close to a political ad it is. And then the Fox News people are just like, here are a bunch of crazy facts that are completely true. And that'll, I don't know, that makes you want to... I don't, know. I don't know if that makes you want to vote the other way or not. Probably does. Well, they'll say, and here's what they're calling you, Fox viewer. <laughs> because people are like, it's because of Republicans that the guy hit the guy in the head with a hammer. It's because of Trump voters. It's because of Fox viewers. Like, you can just, it's easy to do. They just go on MSNBC and get clips of people blaming all those things and many other right-wing, you know, every right-wing thing in the world. Elon Musk, it's because of this, it's because of that. They're all responsible. It's as if they held the hammer and hit him in the head themselves. And there's new information that just came out that the social media sites and the U.S. government were colluding to censor people on the Internet. And they've been doing it a lot since Biden got elected. I mean, that's to be expected. I mean, it raises First Amendment issues because the U.S. government, First Amendment, says you can't censor. But can you tell someone else to censor for you? I don't know. But the crazy one is before the election, some FBI guy got together with, I guess, Twitter and Facebook and was like, uh, we need to censor this Hunter, the Hunter Biden laptop story. And so there's no way to know. It's pro probably w nothing would have changed. But the Trump-Biden election was so close, right? It came down to like 80,000 votes spread amongst three different states. If you could just flip those 80,000 votes, which is a small amount, then Trump would have been elected. Um, so it could be that suppressing that Hunter Biden story flipped the election. And I've said that before. So, you know, that's basically the mainstream media and then the social media tech giants got together and they may have kind of, you know, they put their thumb on the scale. You might call that rigging in an election if you were so predisposed. But now it's like, oh, maybe the FBI kind of rigged the election, which... If you remember, they kind of rigged the election for Trump to win. They uh, came out with like a letter saying that Hillary Clinton was a bad person, like right before the election happened between Hillary and Trump, because everyone thought Hillary was going to crush Trump so bad, it would be fine to criticize her. And then she just, she lost a squeaker. So instead of providing information, this time the FBI may have gotten information withheld, which changed the course of the election, you know. Is that stealing an election? I mean, I'll tell you what, it's not the opposite of stealing an election. It's not, it's not letting an election go forward just completely free and fair with everyone knowing all the true facts. It ain't that. That's why we're lucky that Trump, not only is he crazy, but he's a dumbass because he could come up with a pretty damn good argument about how the election was stolen from him. But he doesn't use that argument. He says that people are like, I don't know what he thinks. Took boxes of ballots and flushed them down the toilet or something. 
which did not happen. So, anyways, and because of the government getting into bed with the social media tech giants, um, we learned a new word, malinformation, like M-A-L, malice. And so misinformation is false information that you spread by accident. Disinformation is false information that you spread on purpose. And malinformation is true information that you spread without the proper context. And so I guess that would be my podcast. I mean, you know, you know, I've said before, you know, what's misinformation? That's just information you don't like. It's like hate speech. What's hate speech? It's speech you hate coming from someone you hate. But on this podcast, I try and always speak the truth. I mean, whatever, to the best of my ability. And I'm sure a lot of people would listen to it. FBI, I guess. FBI and social media would get together, listen to what I say, and be like, I don't like that. But it is technically all true, every last drop of it. So that's malinformation. And so we're going to ban you under our rules about malinformation. Which, as you can see, if you can ban people for malinformation, that just means you can ban any person you want for any fucking reason. And so I did a joke on Twitter about it. So, you know, we got all these different kinds of information. I'm like, I want one named after me. So I came up with anti-woke information, all one word. And the definition is information that's a black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks. Twitter handle at anti-woke podcast and thanks for listening.